Welcome back, everybody, to the Parent Podcast. My name is Matt. Hi, I'm Chrissy. And we thank you for tuning in today. Uh, we got I think we got a good episode of the podcast here. Do you agree, Chrissy? I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. This and guest is uh, amazing. Amazing. And and we will introduce her in just a second. But I, I've got I feel a disclaimer needs to be said is that I, I'm really congested this morning. And, and I was joking that I sound like Barry White. So so this the, the these low, smooth tones coming from me. Um, I don't, this is not smooth jazz. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is the Thank podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Parent Podcast. All right, yeah. But anyway, so it's not Barry White, it's me, Matt. But um, thank you, guys. And uh, we'll, without further ado, I think we should just go ahead and introduce our guest. Yes. All right. Our guest today is the one and only... Mrs. Nicole Angulo. How you doing, Miss Nicole? I'm doing really well, Matt. Yes. Thank you. I, I never know what to call you, like it, because we'll get into this, but you have a position here at the school. And every time I see you in like the hallways, I'll be yes. like, what's up, Nicole? And then I go, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Mrs. Angulo. Sorry. So so for today, we'll just call you Nicole? That is that is completely fine. In fact, my own children don't even call me mom here because I don't answer to mom at school. <laughs> so they have to say Mrs. Angulo to get no my attention. No way. Yes, they do. Here, write, write that down. I'm going to have my children do that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us um, what you do? Because today we're talking about middle school mm-hmm. and we like to bring on people that, that we think have uh, some good stuff to say. And, and I think your profession gives you some good insight into this. Plus, you're also a parent. So why don't you tell us first, how many kids do you have? I have three children. Um, Alex is 18, Ezra is 16, and my little Isaac is 11. And uh, he actually is on my side of the building. So I have, for the first year ever, I have all three kids on the upper academy side. So that's that's really cool. And And tell us what you do then. So I am the middle school and high school principal. And I didn't start out that way. I started at GCA 14 years ago as the Spanish teacher. Oh, yeah. And then I just stepped into administration. And so um, I don't think I would have ever guessed back then that I would be a principal. Right. So. You, you've worked your way up the ranks. I, I have, I, yes. apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's awesome. And yeah. and Chrissy, you've got kids who go here. I've got yes. kids who go here. So we we know you very well. Mm-hmm. You yes. Know? And yes. Yeah, we have boys in the same class. We do. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Both of you guys have seniors. Right. Yeah, yeah. Alex. Yeah. Sad. yeah. I can't believe he's eighteen. That is crazy. I can't either. So this is your first and last year with all of them yes. on your side. Oh, very oh. sad. Okay, yeah. hold it together, Chrissy. Hold it together. <laughs> She's about to tear up, y'all. <laughs> well, um, and and not only do you run the priest, or I'm sorry, the middle school and the high school and all that, which I'm sure is a ton of work, Mm -hmm. but you also still run the drama plays here. (laughs) Yeah. um, I've, uh, at times I've tried to back out of that one, but I have to say, I love it, but it is hard to balance both. And so I am getting some help with that. In fact, right right now I'm training one of my former students to lead the program. She sounds like it's like therapy here. Oh yeah. Getting some help with that. (laughs) Get it all out, Nicole. Come on, tell us. No, I I absolutely love theater. So it's hard to back away from that, but I also love kind of instilling that in others and seeing them run with it. So, right. Yeah. So the, the, I think that's how I got to know you was I helped run sound for your uh, musicals and stuff back yes. here at the school. And you've done some great musicals. My, I still think my favorite might be Annie. 
Oh uh, yeah, Annie was a lot of fun. Annie was awesome. It was when it was that it's the Hard Knock Life song. Yeah, and all those orphan <laughs> girls were dancing on stage. I was like, this so is good. legit. Like and this we is used really someone's good. Dog for yeah, the performance. That's that right. was a lot of fun to have a live dog. Yes. Yeah. And we were big walnut people at that time, but you were bringing us in with all the hubbub. Like the church was yeah. talking about it. The school was. Oh, that's cool. We weren't GCA kids at that yeah. time, but it was awesome. You, you brought us from the surrounding community. It was awesome. Yeah. Willy Wonka. Oh yeah. Chocolate fountain. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's been some good ones. You're doing Sweeney Todd next? Is that right? Or, no, no, I'm just kidding. Definitely not. <laughs> not the Demon Barber of Fleet Street? Okay. No. People listening probably don't even know what Sweeney Todd I is. It's, it's a very uh, non-Christian bloody musical, which I can't imagine we'll be doing here at GCA. So, no. all right. Well, anyways, <laughs> um, you know, we had, um, for those listening, uh, you might not know this, but we did our high school breakout or we're going to do our high school breakout and your husband is going to um, guest star on that. And, you know, I love your husband. I've, I, he's awesome. He went on us with a mission trip. And, and the cool thing, um, one of the reasons I love having you and your husband guest starring on this is that when uh, Gustavo and your boys, or your two older boys, went with me to the Dominican Republic on a mission trip, mm-hmm. and I think I sent you a picture that I took where they were, uh, every morning, they would walk into the, the dining hall, and, and I'd look over, and I'd see Gustavo and your two boys in this big group hug. Yes. And they were just like, love you, Dad, and stuff. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. That's, awesome. Like, that's uh, really this, cool. Just so you know, this is a daily ritual in our home. Yeah. Uh, when the father arrives home, the kids all stand up from what they're doing, there and they go. go and hug him at the door. So I this is that. an expectation he established a long time ago. Gotcha. And uh, I think it's just awesome because they look for his love. Right, so, mm, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what Fred just said this morning? Huh? He said goodbye and the kids didn't respond. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he goes, they just love me for my money. And I said, don't you ever say that again. That's so depressing. They didn't hear you. (laughs) But that is awesome, Nicole. We need to get Fred on the podcast. You cannot just activate that stuff. You have to cultivate it. It's training and all along the way. Absolutely. And I think, you know, culturally speaking, Mm -hmm. that's something that surprised me too is when um, the kids were toddlers, he always expected them to greet every single person in the room. And still to this day, if we arrive at someone's home, they start from the left and they hug every person in the room. Wow! And so it, it is training and mm-hmm. it's a cultural difference mm-hmm. that we have. So yeah, I was going to ask because your husband's from Mexico. Yes. And so um, is that is that normal over there? Or is that I would say it's normal in the fact that you're expected to greet each person, you know, okay. they hug and kiss everybody. But gotcha. um, but I would say that kind of extra mile of making sure you look someone in the eye. And mm-hmm. that was definitely training on his part. So, gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. What, what if I did that in our next staff meeting when Pastor Frank walked in? Try I just it. walked up, gave him a hug and kissed his cheek or just something. Just try it. Yeah. <laughs> just skip all That's the women. Biblical. That's biblical. It's Greet each other with a kiss. Get the women. I mean, you, yeah, do, I have a, you yeah. do have a surrounding of witnesses. Though. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd be offended right. if you didn't hug me. Yeah. <laughs> side hug. The, the side hug. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, well, that's awesome. And, and again, we thank you for being here. And um, we're going to do uh, what we did with the other ones. We're just going to ask you some questions. And, and all of this is a recap of our parent conference that we did in... Um, I can't, I can't November forget, November, 5th. that's right, November 5th, yes. It was It was a great, um, it was great. One of the things that we heard, though, is that when we did these breakouts, we didn't have a ton of time. You know, I think we had a 45-minute a block, and some of that included a game, a video, all this stuff. Yeah. So this portion of it, where we asked um, a person these questions, 
there wasn't a ton. And a lot of people were like, man, I would have loved to have heard more. Well, we heard you and that's what we're doing here. So Nicole, we're going to give you, um, a, you know, a little bit longer to answer these questions than you got at the actual breakout. This way we can kind of dive into stuff a little deeper if we need to. Um, and so without further ado, let's go ahead and do our first question. You ready? Sounds good. Let's yeah. do it. All right. All right. So question one is uh, first off, we're talking about middle school, and let's define that. We're talking sixth to eighth grade, correct? Correct. Perfect. Yes. All right. So what is the best thing about this middle school phase? What's the best thing about it? Well, what I absolutely love is that they're old enough to start having deeper conversations with them, yet they're still young enough that they're they're able to be molded and they're pliable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like sponges. You know, they come in in sixth grade, and they're just hungry for things. And um, sometimes you see a shift, like seventh grade starts to get hard because the hormones kind of yeah. get going, and and then you know you they get comfortable. Right. But I would say sixth grade, they're they're kind of still babies, but they're not. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can really instill a lot in them in this in this age. So that's my favorite part. Um, I also think that they're starting to connect the the dots in life. You know, they're they're really everything's kind of like the light bulbs coming on in many areas. Um, right. And we can still, we can be a part of that in every aspect and kind of would like to talk about, you know, socially, spiritually, and physically, we need to be ready to support them in in all those areas. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it was at this phase, it was sixth grade for Cameron, maybe fifth, maybe I started a little early. Yeah. And I, we kind of laugh about it, that sex shaving and Santa. We mm. talked about all the S's. What? Sex like shaving and Santa? Yeah. <laughs> I, she's a girl. Cameron's a girl. I mean, even if it was a, a guy at, right, at, right, at some right. point, the boys are curious about shaving. But yeah. you have to start talking about those things and kind of getting getting in there with them because you're sure. shaping their worldview yeah. as they're hearing more from their friends. Because like you said, it's their um, their identity is being formed even more so by their friends and their, their surrounding at this age. Absolutely. So it's, uh, yeah. you got to definitely... Right. I've been building that in, actually. Yeah. That's that's good. Uh, when we talk about, uh, you'd mentioned figuring, helping them kind of figure out their identity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, spiritually, as parents, we, mm-hmm. we're helping kind of develop their spiritual identity as, the, as they're getting older and older. But but there's something about that middle school phase, right, where I, I like what you said, they're, they're starting to figure out stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen middle schoolers that are starting to like grow mustaches. Yes. And I was like, what in the world? Like, where did this come from? You <laughs> yeah. were just in elementary. It happened so fast. Yeah. And now you're here. <laughs> And I'll say this. So I, I teach high school for the youth group on Wednesday nights, and then uh, our middle school meets separately. It allows us to have targeted conversation and stuff, you know. And one day I filled in over in the middle school side, and I was rolling with how funny these kids were. Because you guys are right. Like, they're they're almost elementary. You know, they're a little bit out of it. But, I mean, they went from being the big dogs in fifth grade to now the young runts again in sixth grade, you know. And you're just yeah. like – but. But they're really funny because they still got those kid-like qualities, but they're also becoming their their bodies are changing. Mm-hmm. They're starting to have responsibilities they didn't have before, and I just find it really funny. <laughs> like I think they're yeah, it's I feel pretty like they awesome. start caring about what you've been teaching maybe all along. I mean, it starts making sense, and either they're starting rejecting it or not at this phase too. So I mean, continuing to just in love surround them with all these things. The I you know social, the spiritual and the physical mm-hmm. that you're talking about. 
Yeah, socially, uh, you know, they're trying to figure out their identity, um, and they really feel under the microscope. I, I mm-hmm. think that's what's surprising. If you remember back on middle school years, mm-hmm. how much you felt like when you were walking through the hallway yeah. that all eyes were on you, and then if you had any flaw, that that flaw stuck out, and everyone was hyper focused on that flaw mm-hmm. all day long, which is couldn't be further from the truth that's because. True. What the reality is and what I try to tell kids is like everybody's thinking about themselves. Yes, they might think of you for like five seconds, but really it it does feel like they're under the microscope, you know, and so they're super concerned about what others are thinking. And that's why it's so important to instill confidence in them Mm -hmm. um, and to continue to show them their value in God. And so that's that's what's really important in this age. And we also need to be ready to help them pick their friends. That's a that's a huge one. Um, I think socially, you know, even being in a Christian school, um, we always were very intentional on on helping our kids figure out who to hang out with because right. not everybody has the same values and even Christian values, you know, and you need to know what homes they're going into, um, who they're hanging with, what That's those right. parents allow in their homes mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because not everybody, you know, uh, kind of um, restricts things and, mm-hmm. and maybe they allow their kids more freedoms than you right. allow. And so right. I think that... That is just a, a huge thing, especially when you're talking about overnights yeah. right. or spending prolonged time at, at someone's home. You know, so I, can I can I interrupt you there? Yeah, I'm absolutely. so glad you brought that up because that that's something my wife and I have been talking about. Our our oldest is sixth grade, my daughter Mora, who was in the play that you just directed, yes. by the way. <laughs> and um, she, uh, you know, she wants to spend the night at her buddy's house and her friend's house and stuff. And and Brittany and I felt a real um, what's the word like a. a a hesitation, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I remember I saw a lot of movies at friends' house that I went to church with yes. that I shouldn't have been watching, you know. Right. I, I remember, I think I was in elementary school and my buddy's parents let us watch Silence of the Lambs. Oh, and wow. I was in like the fifth grade. I was, wow. Yeah. It scarred me. And now that's why I'm desensitized to everything. But, <laughs> but, but I remember watching that and I was like, man. And then I later told my dad, I said, yeah, I saw it at such and such's house. This was after mm-hmm. I was already an adult. And he goes, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> they showed you that? And yeah, so, I mean, right. and, and this isn't to like, you know, we're trying to knock on other parents, you know, parents have different styles and stuff, but, but, but they are in our care, right? Mm-hmm. These kids are in our, in our care. And if um, like going that extra step and meeting the parents and stuff, like our neighbor, I don't, I don't know our neighbors that well. We live in the country. So my neighbor is like a mile away. Right. And so, or a little less than that, but, but I don't know him that well. And my daughter was like, Hey, I want to go. Can I spend the night? at their house. And I was like, no, I don't, I, I don't even know the dad's name. Yeah. I don't know anything about the mom, yeah. you know? And so do you, do you have uh Oh, I have, like, have you had these conversations in my oh. head right now, but I can't share them all. Oh, okay. But I mean, yeah, just don't when, name names when my now, kids crazy. would come home <laughs> and, you know, uh, and this even happened not even to my own kids, but to my nephew where he came home and he just didn't have much to say and come to find out there had been drinking going on at the mm-hmm. house that night and made him so uncomfortable. He wanted to call mom. He couldn't. He was like fourth grade, mm-hmm. you know, just a really trusted friend who lifestyles are different. And yeah. right. um, you know, their principles and standards are different. And, you know, it just no fault of anybody. But just if you just keep them with you, then you don't have to worry about that. And yeah. I mean, it's happened plenty of times. But I mean, I watched my first scary movie at the babysitter's house who took us to the neighbor's house real fast for an errand. It was Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> yeah. on the TV. Yeah. So I'm you, like, Ugh. I watched that as a kid too. And I'll just yeah. say real side story, real quick. Um, that messed me up as a kid because the me whole too. premise of that is if you fall asleep, Freddy Krueger. No, 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 that's oh, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was thinking Friday. Okay, 
But Nightmare on Elm Street worse. is one that I watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't go to sleep because if yeah. I go to sleep, Freddie will get me. So yeah, as a kid, you know, and, and it is important. I think we talk about this, like, um, it, we, we, there's no guilt here Mm-mm. for parents. If you like, like your kid is your, this is God gave you this child mm-hmm. or these children. Right. And it is your job to protect them. It's your, it's your job to, uh, uh nurture them and, and do that. And, and if, if, you just got to be careful where you let your kids go. This And this isn't just sleepovers, right? I mean, this is everybody. I love that you brought up the friends because mm-hmm. friends is a big, big deal. It's a huge thing. Yeah. Huge. Well, huge. you know the statement they say is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You right. know, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of truth that. And I tell the high schoolers this all the time. I said, my groomsmen at my wedding, I met in the first two weeks of college. And so I tell them, when you go to college, be very, very picky on who you pick as friends because they could be your friends the whole Mm-hmm. your whole college career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you both this real quick, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap this episode up. Do you guys have any practical advice when it comes to helping your kids choose friends or anything like that? Or are, are you, um, I know a lot of that is your, the, the development behind your child. So you're teaching them, okay, this is what you're looking for in a friend, boom, boom, boom. Have you ever had to tell your, your boys not to be friends with somebody? Has that ever happened to you guys? Or? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's, you know, I think there's two things to this. Um, number one, you have to teach your kids to be kind to everyone, right? And yeah. to right. Uh, to not exclude people, to That's not good. just shun them. But um, when it comes to who you spend your most time with or who you're hanging out with outside of school or, you know, sometimes you're just limiting, uh, you know, the people in your life who maybe aren't the best influence and, and then just surround yourself more with the people who – who are going to go in the direction that you'd like to see um, mm-hmm. your kid go. And so I think it's having those conversations with your children mm-hmm. and not stopping to have the conversation. Sometimes I think we we let our kids just kind of come in the door, how was your day, good, and we don't push further to have conversations about what's happening throughout their day and kind of dig deeper mm-hmm. um, because we're busy, right. we're tired, you know, sure. but – but I think I've, I've, if anything, I've learned that from my husband. He, he's definitely um, intentional in having these deep conversations with them. And, and you know, you can't feel bad about what other people are going to think, even other Christians, mm-hmm. about if your child can't go sleep over at, mm-hmm. at their home. Um, I think it's just something that, you know, like you said, we have a huge responsibility and, and a very small window with mm-hmm. our children. Mm-hmm. And we just can't be willing um, to take those risks uh, when we're not 100% sure, you know, and even there will be times we'll have to take steps of faith. I'm not saying you should absolutely shelter your children and everything, but... But I, but I think it is important that you're wise about those choices and not feel pressured because mm-hmm. society uh, pressures us sometimes. Right. Um, we feel like, mate, what is that other Christian family going to think if we right. say no? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Well, yeah. in those moments of taking that leap of faith when they get to that right age, I'm not even saying maybe middle schools, it depends on your child. Depends on the friend, but um, at those right times, it, it is opportunities for them to go outside our walls and see another home's way, another home's mm-hmm. way that they, you know, are in their inside their home and the um, values that they hold fast to. But I think a cool thing is. You know, like when um, they're looking for counterfeit money, they know what the real piece of money looks like. They don't study any of the counterfeits. They study the real true piece of the dollar. That's good. And then they take that and then they can discover any counterfeit out there because it doesn't match 
the real thing that they've studied so hard for. And I think it's so true with our kids too. If we, you know, we're always, always trying to do our best no matter what it is and power of a praying parent, you know, I've read that book five times since Grant was in fifth, a five-year-old in preschool. He drove me to it thinking I am the worst parent ever, <laughs> but you know, and, and I continue just to glean from it now that he's a senior and then three kids now behind him. So four kids all together, but knowing if I can give my best to God and just have him pour into me this whole time while I'm bringing the kids up with Fred and I, um, that if I'm giving my best, then I know for sure my kids are going to get the benefit of that inside our home. And I feel like they're getting to see what a haven, what a refuge feels like. Mm-hmm. It's their home. It's mm-hmm. the place they want to come back to. And when they go out and come back, they can feel the difference. They know what the true and where the Holy Spirit is versus where they've just come from and come back to. And so, I mean, that's that's one of the things, even with friends or whatever it is, you know, their spiritual things, anything that red flags um, in their life, they'll see the difference out of the house. And that's the goal. And again, I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to say I ever have been, but, and there's opportunities for I'm sorry's and apologies, mm-hmm. you know, when you do mess up. But knowing that, I think that's a cool way to look at it. Like just give your best for the time that they're little, the time that they're in your home. And then when they leave, that they will not depart from it. They'll love it too much, you know, when they've had a taste. Yeah, and there there will come a time, you know, in their teen years where you think they're ready to kind of go out there. And you may take a risk one day and let them go somewhere, mm-hmm. but you have those conversations with them ahead of time and you give them a way out. You're right. And you talk to them about what to do in certain scenarios. And then they know that they can always pick up the phone and call you or text right. you and say, I need you to come get me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just... Uh, making sure that they feel comfortable mm-hmm. having those conversations with you and keeping you in the know because it's when they right. stop talking, that's, that's right. when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. That's, that's really good. And, and, you know, you talk about the best thing is that they're moldable, you yeah. know, but that's also, uh, that's to, in my opinion, can also be one of the difficult things is that they are so moldable that they can be molded by people other than you, which, which is what happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. they're, they're, they're being developed also at school and stuff like this. And so that, that's what we got to take that seriously. I love that you said that small window, right? right? Our whole conference that we did was called, it's just a phase. And that's that idea. It's like, it's just a phase. We don't, you know, we, we, we were joking at the conference that a lot of people say that as a, as a positive where they go, Oh man, these kids are killing me. It's just a phase. They'll be out of it soon. But we were like, no, 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 we're going to do the opposite. It's just a phase. You don't have much time left, you know? And so what are you doing to mold? Um, this idea of being proactive instead of reactive is, Mm -hmm. is huge, right? I I get parents come up to me all the time. You know, um, my kid is doing this. I can't get him to stop. Okay. Well, I always like to kind of dig a little bit deeper. Well, what like what went into this and then they'll tell me the background and then you find out that they're not really doing anything to spiritually mold the child and stuff and I'm like well, what do you think's going to happen you know and, and that's that's not I'm not trying to be mean about that I'm just saying like the chances of your kids making better choices are so much better if if they are uh, from the beginning, right? This is why we talk about all the way down from preschool. It's mm-hmm. like just setting those those things and sticking with them, setting those spiritual disciplines and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's a very impressionable age, and um, that's why it's so important that you know the kids are encouraged in the Lord and that they're surrounded by people who are going to 
point them to Christ, to ignite that passion for living for him. Mm-hmm. It really takes people that they're going to come to admire. So mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. when we have, like here at, at GCA, we have uh, coaches who really yes. focus on their spiritual well-being. Yes. And that to me is huge because the voice of a coach in a kid's life or mm-hmm. a teacher that can make a difference um, you know, they are making an impact on them. And, um, you know, I think so just making sure your kids are surrounded by those kind of people Mm -hmm. and, um, and that you're just kind of living that example as a parent as well, because they are watching, Mm -hmm. you know, our kids are watching how we Mm -hmm. react to people, how we live our lives. And so that's why it's so important that our kids see us reading the Bible and, Mm -hmm. and being in God's word and living it out and how we treat others and reflect Christ. So that's right. Yeah, that's really good. Well, I've got an idea. Do you want to hear my idea? <laughs> we naturally were let waiting. Us, let us take a break, and then we'll come back for part two. That, Nicole, this is really good stuff. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. So tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back for part two. Stay tuned. <laughs> 